are locked into the Montreal sessions here CKUT 90.3 FM and going all around the world CKUT.ca my name is Aaron so happy to have you with us today I'm going to be sitting in as your host on the Montreal sessions for the last three Tuesdays in August so you can find me here 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, not only this Tuesday but also next Tuesday and the Tuesday after uh, I will try to be bringing you a lot of music that links together social movements and profound beats, rhymes, rhythms, and a whole lot more. As you might know, I used to do a show here on CKUT called The Rebel Beat. You can still find all the episodes and the podcast for that at rebelbeatradio.com. Took a long break from it, so it's really nice to be back in the saddle right now and producing more. We're going to have a lot of fun this month on the Montreal Sessions. Just to give you a little taste of what we're going to be bringing you, 
Today, we have an interview with Backwash, who is an amazing local trans hip hop artist. So we're going to be getting to that in just a little bit. Also going to bring you an interview with Natural Sympathies. Now, for those of you who know CKUT, you might be already somewhat familiar with Natural Sympathies because that is, of course, the solo project of Amber Goodwin, who, if you're paying attention, you might know, used to work here at CKUT as the music coordinator back in the day. So uh, she's been living out in Regina for the last little while, still doing beautiful music with a lot to say. So we're going to be bringing you that interview. We're going to be looking at a new book that is coming out uh, this fall called An Encyclopedia of Political Record Labels, put together by the amazing, radical New York City-based artist Josh McPhee. Got to do an interview with him. It was fascinating. So really looking forward to bringing you that. We kicked off the show with none other than Anderson Pack, and that was his tune, King James, which I think is really my summer jam should be everyone's summer jam it's just an incredible powerful tune so of course he's talking about gentrification he is given a big middle finger to trump and his border wall but also given shout outs to some amazing athletes who've taken stands against injustice in the last couple years so of course a little nod to colin kaepernick in there you know when he took a knee the crackers tried to take him out the league as they did with colin kaepernick and also to uh, King James, the one and only LeBron James, who is, of course, using his platform as the biggest star in basketball to do a lot of good in this world. And so that is what we're going to be looking at essentially through this episode is, you know, artists using their platforms to take a stand like people like Colin Kaepernick, like people like LeBron James are doing. And so do stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got some brand new music to get to in just a little bit from Saul Williams. You're going to hear some new stuff from A Tribe Called Red from Montreal's very own Narcy. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back here on the Montreal Sessions CKUT.
Holler's terrorists for commenting on the blood. This revolution won't be televised. I pulled the plug. Now your paradise is face to face with the helicopter. Silence him. 
And this music is a vehicle for change You a traffic jam Too many Zannies, Promethazine and Adifan I calmed down, man, this shit wasn't just challenging Threw it away and came back like a batarang My power keep me down to earth like Chatteranga What a banger, rock rappers in danger
I come from the God body era. I come from standing on street corners, smoking blunts out of white hours for 40s, building and destroying about the suns and the planets and the moons and the stars, about the nature of man, about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And you had to short food, and you had to be right in this Come on. Yeah, Chris, yeah, I like that right there. Yeah. Uh, come on. Yeah. Classic. Place these niggas, son. I got a doctorate in rocking it party. We got it popping this marvelous nigga watching. You follow a carbon copies, I'm stopping to intervene. You erroneous, these the phoniest rappers I've ever seen. When I take flight, I'm traveling like that's a double entendre. From when I'm touring, exploring outside the genre. Illuminate when I'm grabbing the mic. It's so bright and I'm blinding. Yeah, I'm back with a friendly reminder. With two ships that pass in the night. But alas, you about to run into the iceberg. I'm cracking the shit in half. Traveling like, not talking about packing the back. First, I get back in the lab. Then I hit the road, I'll be back in the flash. Like Barry Allen mixed with Harry Allen. Come on. Blood hot as volcanic rock forming canary diamonds to final canary islands. A rhyme spied by a rhyme instead of very violent. I'm the voice of a generation that's very silent. I stick to my convictions like I've been indicted. All you niggas throwing me shade, you about to get enlightened. Travel light, travel light, travel light, travel light. You grind it to the sun up. Whether it's cold murder, the pies have been cut up. Up and over the hurdles, just look at the stride. Life is heavy enough, but you look at me high. Rather leave it behind. The legacy that you built will be left with you down. Smashing through these barriers and blasting out your speakers now. Travel around the planet till I land where I'm needed now. We entertain us, they want to call us leaders now. Whoa, extra baggage not in the plan. To shop when I land, stop at the fans. Where? Every airport from Okinawa to Osaka, Japan. Stop assuming the live in your time zone. Cause jet lag is my reality, the road is my home. I roam. Your downfall is you should probably get out more. I'll be planning out tours with a band of outlaws. I'm packing my bags, it's just marijuana and magazines. Wrapping the flag around the pistol, the red, the black, and the green. Crashing the grill is mean when I'm whipping machines, dipping between. All these commuters, they moving slow like they sipping the lean. Are they living the dream? Get to the office and that computer's drifting off until they spit, start to drip on the yeah. screen. Travel light, travel light, travel light, travel light. You grind it to the sun up. Yeah. Whether it's cold murder, the pies have been cut up. Uh -huh. Up and over the hurdles, just look at the stride. Hey. Life is heavy enough, but you look at me high. Rather leave it behind The legacy that you built will be left when you're down, down, down. Brooklyn is changing and so am I I see you on the other side Travel like and broken promises My mission is reconnaissance It's dangerous for anybody following That's why I take biting as a compliment It's proof of my dominance It's the haters way of congratulating me for my accomplishments Well, I'm so on top of this Demolishing all the charlatans To whisper in the ears of your congressman Shoving dollars in their pockets The more we locked up, the more they profited They build an empires like Ottoman Now who you wanna face? The sharks in the water or the snakes in the boat? Which one? Lesser of two evils be fighting for fake folks We walking through the valley of darkness so stay close, see the light at the end of the tunnel The maker chose Raise a glass to a glorious past We the wave of the future Never confusing protesters with looters Silence and radio heads and okay computers Travel to Mecca like Mansa Musa So let's go Yeah!
ourselves without my knowing and recut the keys to the kingdom. Change locks. Virgin whore manga, handmaiden misbehaving, the cradle of civilization, inspiration, information. Imagine that. I knew all about the bullshit. Spray paint on walls for the moment. Sell the wall in the gallery to hold it. My humanity like that. They bought and sold it. Never too old to behold it. Sanded and molded. I was cut into shape. It took more than one rape. Never met a period that wasn't late. The pharmacopornographic era, the conscious sexual manifesto. We need a name for this. Jesus would be caught dead in your church. Death to the patriarchy. The floor is the bottom line. The crypt is full of black Madonnas, virgin mothers. Wrote a book in a hotel room, and bet you ain't never heard of it. We need new songs to sing. Cause we got stamina. Don't mean a thing if you don't dance to it. Subharmonic bird songs sung on principle, pollination, pollination, interwoven patterns of actual emotions gathered in a space, incongruent points of departure. An hour before they get here, we'll need the DJ to play this again, this time for the listening. This is the inaugural ceremony of the disenchanted, the lovesick and overpowered. You can charge your world with this. You off the grid now. Here is an inconsistent brand of nation states be used by corporate identity. An unrelenting conversation on why he will rob you and call them love. The militarized police state of humorless poetry has finally put up with you. Teeth wider than a motherfucker. Teeth wider than a motherfucker. What's up? Welcome back to the Montreal Sessions here, CKUT 90.3 FM, and going around the world online at ckut.ca. My name is Aaron. I am going to be your host sitting in here curating the Montreal Sessions for the rest of August. You can catch me back here also next Tuesday from 3 to 5 p.m. and also Tuesday, August 27th, 3 to 5 p.m. And again, with all of these Montreal sessions, we're going to be looking at the beautiful linkages between music and radical social change, kind of embodied in uh, the first few artists that we heard on the show. So I'm just going to run down what we did here. We started off, uh, as I was saying before, with some new stuff from Anderson Pack that was King James my personal favorite summer jam after that jamila woods with black girl soldier she is an incredible artist from chicago i just had the privilege of discovering her recently and i actually found out about her music through another podcast that i love 
called Song Exploder, where they profiled her and not only the music work she was doing, but also the uh, powerful community organizing work she's doing in Chicago as well. After that, one of my favorites from Atlanta, that was Sarak with Heaven on Earth. Montreal's very own Narsi in there with Superhero. That's a new single he put out featuring none other than Talib Kweli on vocals. Then we heard Tribe Called Red with the OG. And the sample they had in there was uh, MP Romeo Saganash. That was... I guess a bit of a widely publicized incident where on the floor of the House of Commons, he said that Prime Minister Trudeau doesn't give an F about indigenous rights. He kind of went on to later apologize afterwards, which I don't think he should have because, I mean, dude was just speaking his mind. And yeah, it's true. Like, Trudeau doesn't give an F about indigenous rights, as was embodied when uh, he sent the RCMP goons into Wet'suwet'en territory to attack people who were peacefully trying to defend their land against pipeline encroachment, as he's showing he does when he purchases a pipeline at the expense of the Canadian people, just to expand our carbon footprint. So, yeah, don't know about that guy from the Papineau riding. We also heard some Talib Kweli in there featuring Kate Montreal's very own, on production that was Traveling Light. And kind of a connection between all those artists was that uh, Narsi directed the video on that one and of course uh Keitronata, Narsi and Tal Kweli have been collaborating a lot more in recent years which is always always a good thing for music lovers and then we rounded out that set with Saul Williams a brand new one that tune was called Experiment off of Saul Williams new album Encrypted and Vulnerable he actually just put out a uh 3D video for that. It's like a virtual reality video. You can check it out on YouTube. I don't have the technology to kind of make the 3D VR aspect of it work, but maybe you do and maybe it'll be more enhanced for you. Anyways, we're going to keep on going with things. Uh, We're going to get to an interview with our very special guest today, a local hip hop artist trans unapologetically black backwash now backwash has been doing their thing on the local scene for the last couple years playing countless community benefits they just played a show at swanee perry popolo uh, this past june with polaris award winner lito pimienta and uh, they also just released a new album because they are very hard working. It's called Deviancy. It's got a lot of different sounds on there. So we had a chance to talk to Backwash about that. But also, you know, they themselves really identifying as a trans activist. So looking at how music has the potential to really shift the debate in our society around issues like anti-black racism and transphobia. So we're going to get to uh, my interview that I did with Backwash in just a little bit. But first, here's a new track from their new album. Like I said, it's called Deviancy. This is Devil in a Mosh Pit. Really embodies, I think, a lot of the punk rock influences in Backwash's music that they're going to talk about in just a little bit. So here we go. Backwash, the Montreal Sessions, CKUT 90.3 FM. Start this. 
glasses I'm at the fucking devil in the mosh pit Dancing the shovel in anyone who approaches I'm having a gamble with many thoughts in my conscience The timing is up, I'm heavy, I'm feeling nauseous And I've seen him before And the angels won't come and kick in the door So, my safety is limited ashore If a sneak at the back, he won't leave me alone This ain't even Lucifer, cause Lucifer's stuff This is fuck shit, fuck it, it's true that I know I'm screaming fuck this, fuck this stupid ass show Fuck this whole damn stupid ass show special guest on the Rebel Beat today, who is an amazing, unique, militant hip-hop artist based out of Montreal. We have with us Backwash. How you doing? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, it's a hot day here in Montreal. We're recording in a bit of a stuffy room. It's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming down here. Um, to start, how would you describe your music to the uninitiated, people who've never heard Backwash before? Uh, I'd say my music is um, angry, queer, uh, very honest, uh, straight to the point, intense, and vulnerable. Mm. I think those are the words I would use to describe uh, my music. And um, yeah, I think those are, I think that's like, right if I had to put words to describe it, I think that's, that's what it would be. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the beats, the production, are very original and unique. I even hear, like, I hear influences of punk rock in there. I know people have described it as almost like industrial. Um, what are some of your biggest influences and how do you work them into your music? Uh, so, um, biggest influences are, uh, first of all, Missy Elliott, just in terms of, yeah, Missy Elliott during the era of, like, 2000, when she used to work with Timberland, had a really interesting approach to the way she does the percussions because they used to be, they used to, they used to ring in such a unique way that you just have to move. So um, that that always kept me inspired. And 
a red man and lady of rage in terms of just uh, the complexity of how they write their rhymes. It's just not like single syllable, but it's like really multi-syllable and multi-layered. And I, 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 I've been influenced heavy by their writing style and Zach De La Rocha in terms of just how he uses his voice. It was also like a big inspiration for me because finding a rap voice was one of the things that I had to like, you know, uh, find out because I really hated my voice and um, I was experimenting with how do I make my voice sound much more bearable to myself and um, I kind of like looked at what he was doing and I was like well maybe I could try to make my voice sound you know angry and raspy and it just naturally came out and uh, that that was a huge influence on my on the on the rapping voice that I use and um, in terms of just uh, instrumentals and productions and the type of stuff that I rap on, um, I'm inspired by a lot of uh, African chants as well. Um, I like to uh, mix some of that into the beats that I'm using as well as a lot of queer core music. Uh, Limp Wrist specifically um, is awesome and I just like um, the direction in which they took the idea of punk rock because I hate punk rock when it's not really talking about anything, but I like yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I like it when it's pol political, you know. Yeah. And and I I feel like uh, queercore was like a really good genre to encompass the stuff that was happening in LGBTQ uh, issues. just like just look at that the time when it was that weird blend of like rap rock and like new metal i really you know kind of like kind of like that sound and uh patty smith too mm -hmm. but but not to the heart not to a huge degree but i i think i, I sample i'm trying to sample her on every project that i do wow. yeah but i'm like <laughs> when i go back and read some of the quotes i'm like oh you really say that but yeah, so yeah. That, I, I think that's why it's an amazing array of influences. Um, by the way, I mean, I, yeah, I was at the Limpris show when they were here in Montreal last oh, summer, awesome. and it was 
so amazing. It was so cathartic to awesome. like see them. They're such a legendary band. They've been around for so long. I hope they um, come again. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Because yeah. I think it had been like 10 years since they last played in Montreal. So wow. they're, they're not the kind of band that tours very often, unfortunately. Um, but you mentioned uh, this idea of vulnerability, which I think is beautiful because it's not a thing that I think a lot of artists uh, really talk about in their music. And you also mentioned, you know, coming from a place where you hated your voice. Yeah. And so how did, like, how did you kind of grapple with the idea and, and opening up and being vulnerable in your music? Uh, I, well, I, when it comes to, like, writing raps, I can only write raps when um, I'm interested in the topic. Like, I'm, you know, some people can just write raps about how they're the, you know, best rapper around. And to me, that's, like, incredible because I'm not... I'm not really able to do that. I just have to, when I write, I have to have like a topic at hand and in my brain. And um, I think at that point, there's nothing much more or closer to write about than what I'm going through. So uh, that's how the vulnerability came out in, in the sense of in, in the last album, which is Deviancy. The first five tracks are this like, you know, like really rage fueled and, um, you know, f striking back against your oppressors. And the last two tracks are just kind of like, well, you know, when I'm not feeling angry, this is kind of the other state that I'm in. And I, I thought, like, that's a pretty honest position to be in. I could be wrong, but I, I thought that was a pretty honest uh, position to be in. And, you know, just being vulnerable in that sense and telling your story and letting it all out, I think is, I think it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... So I'm wondering if you could share a little bit of your own story. I mean, you you seem to have a a long journey. You're originally from Zambia, yeah. and you're here now, of course, in Montreal. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about like how you ended up here, but also how you ended up making music? Oh, okay, yeah. So um, I started making music when I was uh, 13 years old. Um, I think the first uh, the first uh, rap record. I ever came across was More Money, More Problems by Puff Daddy, Mace, and B.I.G. Mm. And you know, I was wondering, like, you know, what, what are they doing? Are they, like, is, are they like singing but talking at the same time? I just couldn't get it. And they're like, oh, they're rapping. And I was like, you know, amazed from that day onwards. And um, I, I, I uh, you know, I started getting more into like the genre. And um, I remember my brother coming home and, you know, telling me about this thing called uh, Fruity Loops. I think it was called Fruity Loops by then. I think it was version three by then. Mm. Right. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, I should. I'm, I'm going to try to make beats and I tried to make beats. And it was like it was horrible because I couldn't play two instruments at the same time when, when, when programming the beats on Fruity Loops. <laughs> I had to play them one by one. So it's like, all right, I'm going to plot them one by one then export the instrumental at the end and it just sounded horrible so <laughs> I, until until i got a better until until i got a better system and i was able to like you know kind of make beats by playing more than five instruments on fruit loops at the same time and um i just kept on you know making beats rapping making beats rapping i was like really like so obsessed with it until you know my parents had to be like you know calm down because you're not even like you know paying attention in like school and stuff and i was mm -hmm. like yeah i get it but I, you know i really like this like music stuff and um i did music up to like i think up to i was like what 
17, 18, like just kept on doing music every day. And um, I had the opportunity to come here for school. And when I was here for school, my parents kind of gave me that talk of, oh, you know, when you're going there, you're going, you're, when you're going to Canada, you're going for like serious stuff. This is an opportunity. So you should probably concentrate on like school and stuff. And uh, I concentrated on like school and stuff, uh, but, and I, and I thought, well, maybe like, I, I, I never thought like I would do like music again. Cause when I was doing school, I kind of like stopped doing music. And um, it was, it was weird. Cause it was just kind of like, well, maybe I'll have like one of those, like, you know, just like non-creative lives, just like <laughs> school is done. You go to work, you come back home, you know, like the, like the ideal, not the, 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 the bland, basic, you know, um, what parent, my parents would call it the ideal life, right. you know, the student you, life. Yeah, 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 student life, you get out there, you get a job, you get married, mm-hmm. buy a house, you get kids, you know, even mm-hmm. though I was like, you know, kind of too broke to even think about that. But um, uh, one day I was like, I feel really trapped in like the city I'm in. So I should probably, you know, move somewhere else. I moved, I moved to Montreal just like 30 days later. And I don't know, something about like the spirit of like Montreal, the way it feels like, just made me want to like rap for some strange reason. So I came, I landed here and I, you know, looked up like hip hop events around town and Le Cypher was happening the same night. Mm. So I was like, hey, um, let me go, let me go see what's up. So I went to the cipher and I was like drunk, just like cipher with everybody else there. And it couldn't come at a better time because I was also exploring elements of my identity and, you know, just figuring out different stuff with my, about myself. And it kind of intersected pretty well because it's like, while I'm discovering this stuff, I was getting back into music and they just, mm. the two just like fused and that's how you know it that's yeah. yeah that's how it that's how i like came up with my first ep then it just continued and mm-hmm. it feels it feels like it feels like i'm because when i first when you when you start doing stuff after a long time you're like shaky and you know you, maybe you feel as if you're not as good but i i so my point my i guess my idea for getting back into doing music was Oh, I should become. I should feel like I'm better than better than how I was when I stopped. Because mm. I felt like I was good when I stopped. Mm-hmm. So I got to that point. Then I feel as if I've also uh, elevated the art. So um, mm. yeah, and that's yeah. how. Yeah. And so, of course, like a big part of your music, a yeah. big part of your identity is that you're out and proud as as trans. Yeah. And it's it's been amazing to see. Like in the last few years, there's been some like breakout like trans hip-hop artists of yeah. course like big frida from new orleans yeah. here in montreal i've got lucas charlie rose and like the trans trenders series yeah. um i'm curious like what would you say like not necessarily that like being trans necessarily poses challenges but i imagine you know we still live in a world that is like very hostile towards any kind of like queer trans identity yeah. um has that posed challenges in your career up to this point uh yeah yeah um i guess a big element of 
the music the music that I do as well is uh, the performances as well that's what I think and um, sometimes getting starting off when I was starting um, I guess even sometimes now just getting booked becomes difficult I feel because um, if, if somebody doesn't really want you in that space they're not gonna like like no matter how good you are if somebody has got something against you in that space uh, they want they want book you that's right. that's what I find and it's just even finding finding some studios to record at times there'll be times where like you know these people just never reply to that message or mm. you know if, which is surprising to me because it seems like you're playing so many shows around town these days yeah um I really don't know what happened <laughs> yeah. I, I, I uh, yeah for some uh, I just managed to get you know um, more opportunities during this time and it wasn't because when you're not when you're not being booked you don't feel as if because you ask yourself a lot of questions like on maybe talent level on, on something and you know the more that you do it the more that you can see your progression go up but it's it's kind of weird because since you're not getting booked, you don't have that baseline to compare it, I guess. Mm. It's just like, oh, zero shows for February, zero shows for March. Then uh, as soon as, you know, a few people are interested, you find out that you're getting a bit much more opportunities, which is nice. But part of me is like, yeah, how long is it going to go for? It's basically, because... Mm -hmm. I guess that's my mm. that's my existence, right? Mm -hmm. I always yeah. have to question, like, you know, how long is it going to... Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the way that I discovered your music was actually just um, seeing you perform at, like, various, like, benefits and, like, community yeah. shows around town. Um, so, like, shows with uh, submedia, of yeah. course. And uh, I'm curious, like, you know, why is it important for you to kind of, like, be connected to that community and play those shows, like... I mean, I think the first time I saw you was like this, uh, it was like an anti-gentrification yeah. film screening and you did a show just kind of by the train tracks in yeah. the mile end. Yeah. What is it that you get out of playing shows like that? Uh, I guess two things. Um, one thing is, um, I guess for, I consider myself a leftist and uh, to me, that is my, that, that, that is my contribution, I guess, to the movement because um, um, in, 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 in such situations, we need, you know, people, not, not everybody can be on the front lines, but a few people can be at the side, you know, writing songs and kind of, uh, providing entertainment. And, um, I, I, I feel like, um, if my music can at least help in that aspect, then I would love to do it like as much as I can. I, I enjoyed being at Submedia because it aligns with my politics and um, and uh, it's just a really great time and the space is like pretty safe as well. Another aspect of it is also, um, it, it also provides me, it provides me a stage mic um, and place to play instrumentals so that I can, it also, it also serves as practice sometimes, you know, because uh, if I'm not giving if I'm if 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 I can be able to at least uh, 
it, it, not everybody can like get a rehearsal space, right? <coughs> so if I can be able to perform shows as a media, you know that, and 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 that I can get kind of get feedback from the people that are there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can see what to improve on and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. so. Like being part of the community and being able to practice as well. Mm, that's interesting. I've heard you described in a really interesting way as someone who, like, as an offstage persona, like, you know, here, just sitting here right now, speaking with me, you're a very, like, affable, smiley person. <laughs> and then you get up on stage and you're just spitting, like, absolute fire. You know, you, again, you have this very militant message, it's very angry very unapologetically queer. Um, and so what do you, I guess, like, what do you bring to a live show? Like, what gets you kind of, like, revved up to get on stage and to bring the kind of music that you're making? Um, I guess it's, it's, um, well, I guess the, the, the lyrics themselves and the way the, the, the music sounds uh, just gets me into the persona, you know? I, I, don't, I don't mean to sound pretentious, but... Um, it's kind of like there's a quote from Beyonce in which when 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 she's talking about like how she performs music it's almost like a spirit takes over and you know she does she can't she can't can explain it's almost like she becomes like a different person I don't know I feel like it's it's the same way and I'm really like into witchcraft as well so I, I guess maybe that's also an aspect of it in which it's almost like I'm speaking through another medium, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's, 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 cause like, I can't, uh, the, the, the lyrics that I write are very, almost like different to just like the personality type as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I, yeah, I can't really explain it sometimes. It's almost as if like something takes over and the voice just comes out, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess it's also just seeing how far I can take my vocal performance because I do like uh, playing around with different cadences and how aggressive can I let it shout? Can I can I make it sound and why be able to like you know scream on songs? So, yeah. Don't come to the woods. Don't come to the woods.
performance to like channel that rage and that anger? Are there like thoughts that you hold in your head? Um, not really, hmm. to be honest. I think it's, yeah, like, I think, like I said, I think it's, I think it uh, goes back to the point of, it's, I, it's like something just takes over and the voice comes out. Mm -hmm. There was a, there was a myth back home about, um, this, the, this girl who, um, would have this soft-spoken voice, but when she sings the opera, um, <laughs> when she sings the opera, it'd be like so haunting and so harrowing that, you know, people would be like taken over by the song. I'm not saying that's me, yeah. but I, I, uh, uh, just, uh, I like the concept of, you know, it's almost like a medium or something else just takes over. Yeah. Yeah. It's for like, sure. Yeah. Cause it's like, if I could describe, if I could, if, if, if you could describe like the character that, that sings the songs that I sing, it's like, you know, you, you'd look at somebody who's like angry all the time, you know, whereas black, not really approachable, like punches people in the face, which is like completely opposite to who I am. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's almost like there's this mm -hmm. other character that is like doing all of this and I'm just like the medium. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, you know, you mentioned this before, but you just put out a new album. It's called DVNC. It touches on all of these themes, some witchcraft. Um, it's got like videos that appear almost like Satanistic and spooky. Um, but yeah, like tell us about the album. What were some of the big general themes or sounds that you were going for? Uh, for the sounds, I was going for a very, you know, uh, spooky horror horror sounds uh was one aspect of it i was also going for because uh, because uh the samples of the album kind of like tell the story uh not really tell the story but are very important to the conversations that i'm trying to tell um so uh, the themes of the album uh we have witchcraft as well for bad juju and don't come to the woods then there is socialism on uh, foundation and face tattoos. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a song that talks about, I guess, robbing different celebrities and giving money to trans women that need it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then there's uh, Devil in the Mosh Pit, uh, which is like this um, kind of like queer core slash rap rock song, which just talks about, you know, finding people that you don't like at live shows. Then... Um, there is also uh, DVNC, the title track that talks about um, colonization and, you know, how, you know, when kind of like ask questions about how when the missionaries first came to Africa, um, what type of things did they pull and why did they do that and why don't we blame a lot of things on the colonization and um, vulnerability in the last two tracks of uh you like my body the way it is and um burn me at the stake so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that song in particular burn me at the stake is one that really stood out for me as being one of the standout tracks like a really really powerful tune thank you um you know it's a very powerful take on transphobia so can you tell us a little bit more about that song yeah it's interesting because burn me at the stake um samples crosby steals and steel and nash almost cut my hair mm -hmm. and um i remember when i was 16 i was trying to sample you know, almost cut my hair. 
and I just couldn't get the drum, drums right and I wasn't able to record over it. So um, being able to do that like, you know, years later, it, it feels as if, you know, destiny was kind of saying, oh, maybe you're not ready to sample it at that point. Hmm. Maybe, you know, this like song is like built for like a different topic. So it was really interesting to, you know, grow older and be able to put the right drums and uh, mm. the right, um, you know, the right bass line and, you know, to kind of just rap over it. And uh, the topic that comes to hand is um, not being able to kind of like go back home just because of like transphobia and how it's criminalized back there. And um, just being able to say, uh, I guess, Part of, part of me feels bad because the only reason why I'm, one of the primary reasons why I'm able to speak like this is because I'm not really back home. I'm like mm. in Canada and you know, there are people back there who are facing like real life ramifications. But I guess for people who are still like, you know, sending death threats and, you know, telling me all of these things, it's kind of like, well, like if you do find me, uh, the, if you, you know, if you do find me, I will not go quietly, mm. essentially. So, mm. um, it was a, I think it was, it was a really, it was a deep song to write, I yeah. guess, in terms yeah. of just like, uh, how you're feeling and your approach to like your emotions as well. Yeah. Ever since I started rapping, I put a target on my back. I just thought I should be smarter than I am. For every bullet that they shoot, I'll take it harder as I can. I just thought this shit was harder than I planned. Fuck it. If they want me, they can come get me. Got a tank that's unleaded and mixed with a shack that's bloodshed. And all my life I've been so black with a fist up. Trans and I'm thinking of hitting my man in the mirror. Fuck it. And here I am. Stay. 
Bring me up the motherfucking state. 2019, we out. I tell these niggas, man. Bring me out the state. Bring me out the state. Bring me out the state. I tell you. powerful powerful song like i said and i mean the whole album is just amazing um i think your music really does an incredible job of speaking your own truth of you know like i said coming into the music in your own words with your own vulnerabilities and um an honesty um just like a certain rawness Mm -hmm. Uh, the last question i want to ask you is like what kind of potential do you think music can have whether it's your own music or other music that you love what kind of potential do you think it can have for you know taking part in liberation struggles or like fighting for freedom who are you know for people who are being oppressed or denied their own freedom um i think music can be a very very powerful tool especially when used right in liberation struggles um i don't know if this is the right example or not but I might be remembering this wrong, but I do remember uh, the Vietnam uh, album um, that came up that came out when the United States was trying to go to war with Vietnam, um, which had an, which had the anti-war songs. I think that played a part in kind of changing people's perception. Uh, towards the war mm. and I think over the years we've had you know songs about peace and songs about you know that kind of highlight the oppression that is going on and you know making people aware to that so I think music can be a very powerful tool uh, to spread in uh, to spread in your message I guess anti-oppression mm-hmm. uh, now I guess the question is um, what type of music, right? Because some people like some people like um, some people like their messages really soft and you know really soft and like all right, you know, let's if I if I go on the mic and say war is bad, you know, everybody will be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, and it's like they like the messages like really soft. But, you know, not a lot of people like the message of um, your oppressors are bad, so you should punch them in the face, you know? It's like when NWA first came out and they said, fuck the police. Mm. You know, people are like, did they, really just, did they really just say that? But it's like, yeah, the police are, like, terrible. Uh-huh. They, like, they, like, haunt, like, black communities and just abuse everybody. You know that bad, and f- for for the people that it resonated with, you know they understood exactly where NWA was coming from. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess is, um, I guess the point is, uh, this, not everybody in the status quo is going to get the message how you bring it forward, right? Because mm-hmm. um, other people might, most people might like it very soft, but yeah very softness sometimes translates to passiveness and passiveness is very dangerous. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, this is such a great example with the fuck the police from NWA yeah. because, you know, the radio tried to censor it. Yeah. The police tried to, like, stop yeah. their tours. Yeah. But that song still has a powerful resonance that we feel, like, until this day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, do you ever get feedback from people who are listening to your music that reach out and say, like, your music connected with me and, and changed me? Uh over like I guess the release of Deviancy, um, some people have been saying um, I usually listen to your music when I want to feel angry and badass, and that's like a really compliment to me because nice. I guess that's like that's like the point, you know. I I, I wouldn't want to bring up my message in a very preachy way, you mm. know. It's like um, in a perfect utopia world. It'd be nice for me to say, hey, you know, this is bad, we should stop it. Let's hold hands and just form a circle and just like, you know, sing pretty songs around the fire. <laughs> and that's like in a perfect world, right? But it's like, in order for us to survive, I, in, in order for like, you know, at the, at the rate at which black trans women are being, have been being killed, I don't really think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Right, you have. I think we, we live in such a state where we have to be proactive and, you know, be cautious of everything. And if I enter a room and I'm being extra careful because I don't feel safe, uh, then that's just because of the way society has treated me. And I shouldn't be polite to society. I should want to be. I should want to punch society in the face you know yeah. and um especially if that society is a white supremacist yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so it's like you know that's the reason why you know that's the reason why you know it's interesting because that's the reason why i think that's the reason why a lot of trans music sounds this way mm. you know I, I don't know i have this weird like theory um about how most trans women, most trans music being created today is um, distorted, angry, the voices are modulated, mm. and it's um, and it's uh, and it's go- it's really intense. Like example is uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Black Dresses. No. Oh, it's this um, incredible band from like you know Toronto and. The first album kind of like paints that picture as mm-hmm. well, and I think it's just us, uh, just the women being tired of just how society is being treated them, and that's being manifested into the music. That's yeah. that's how I'm thinking. Um, Uboa also just uh, came out um, like in February. It's like noise musician. The music is also like really tense and just like really, mm-hmm. really, you know, really. Really, really, really dark and intense, and it's. Uh, I think music is being the music is being created this way because of just how uh, uh, people are being treated. It's yeah. almost, yeah, it's almost like uh, if if we had to go back to the way hip hop was being done in the late eighties, early nineties, we had Public Enemy. You know, public enemy were like right at the front lines, and it was really dope. 
but the music was anti-oppressive, right? Because of just how, you know, white society treated black people. So Public Enemy was a voice. We also had Ice Cube, you know, of, of we had NWA, which was also anti-establishment. Then we had Ice Cube away from NWA with America's Most Wanted, which is also like anti-establishment. Then you had, you know, all of these, um, X, we had X-Clan, you had, uh, who else did you have? You had KRS-One who was also veering into that way. So it's like, it's, it's almost as if because of the way you treat the people, the music is gonna mold into a certain way. And, and I feel that's somewhere where trans music is, trans music is going. It's just like, you know, until as if we feel as if, uh, until we feel as if we're in a comfortable spot, which we never know if that's ever gonna happen to us, mm. it's gonna manifest, manifest itself into the music. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a really fascinating theory, that yeah. interplay between identity and the aesthetic, yeah. like the sound. So yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing those oh, thoughts no with us. No Again, we've been speaking with Backwash here in Montreal. Um, check, check out their new album, it's incredible, DVMC. Um, maybe you'll get a chance to see them playing in a town near you. So thank you so much for being with us on the Rebel Beat today. Thanks so much for having me. This is very bad juju right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck them all. Yeah, uh. Boy, I will put the roots up on you. Don't want to go too hard on you. I promise and my mama told me I should loose up on you. Don't make me want to do it on you. I promise I'm the most mischievous witch bitch that you ever seen. All my enemies in the deep, no niggas fleeing. Fuck a referee ending them with telepathy. Fuck them, let them be all the men who be dead of me. I saw a bitch with some nails in the back. So impaled with the braille while she mail her this rap clip. Put a spell on a bitch, then I tell I was stab Cause my juju so motherfucking bad Cause it's bad, bad juju in this bitch You don't wanna see me loosen this shit Bitch, I'm saying this stuff Bad, bad juju in this bitch You don't wanna see me rooting this shit Bitch, I'm saying this stuff Bad, bad juju in this bitch You don't wanna see me loosen this shit Bitch, I'm saying this stuff Bad, bad juju in this bitch You don't wanna see me rooting this shit Bitch, I'm saying this stuff Boy, I will put the shit right on you don't make me wanna flick it on you I'm saying I'm the most vicious in speech I talk different I call window the beast and not different You're done at the trans in this bitch With the fags, with the hags And demanding this shit With the drags, with the panic attacks And the zip When we randy as fuck Understand it's the click In the wake of the spirit witches and liches Homophobes keep a wish And it couldn't be any different Sentence says in the seminar Pushing me for repentance Middle finger hospitable Feeding for all the
right, so welcome back. You are still listening to the Montreal Sessions here, CKUT 90.3 FM. My name is Aaron, and yeah, doing some Rebel Beat music on today's show. Of course, I used to host a show here on CKUT by that same name called The Rebel Beat and uh, trying to channel a lot of the vibes that I brought to that show, um, looking at the interrelations between music and social movements. And that interview we just heard right there was with Backwash, again, an amazing local queer trans artist. And uh, if you want to stream or download any Backwash's music, you can find it on their Bandcamp site. It's got a bit of a funny spelling, so it's Backwash, but with an X, so backxwash.bandcamp.com. You can also find their stuff on Spotify. And they're constantly doing shows around Montreal, so yeah, just look out for like when the next live show is going to be. We are going to get to some more music from some groundbreaking trans artists in just a little bit. But before we get there, I just wanted to take a second to highlight some really important struggles that have been happening in the trans community. So this year, 2019, as many some of you know, is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots in New York City, 1969. This was a big riot when the police descended on the Stonewall Inn, a well-known gay and lesbian and trans haunt in uh, the West Village, and uh, proceeded to harass and try to attack queer folks that were hanging out there, you know, just having a drink, maybe cruising, having a good time. And this was, of course, not a new occurrence. I mean, the police had been known to harass and attack queer communities in New York City, as they've been known to do for decades all around the world. Um, But what was different about this night at the Stonewall is that people decided to say no more and to stand up and to fight. And so that police raid turned into a full-blown riot that lasted for days on end. And that riot came to be known as what we know as the Pride Movement today. So, of course, when we see the big pride marches, pride parades, pride floats that happen in cities like Toronto and Montreal every summer, we have to remind ourselves that pride started as an anti-police riot. Now, there's many, many thousands and thousands of queer people who are trying to bring that rebellious spirit back into pride, that intersectional spirit. So looking not only at homophobia and transphobia, but also looking at how these systems also oppress people of color, non-status people, youth, disabled people. And so um, it's really interesting to look and see what happened in Hamilton, Ontario during their Pride Festival in late June of this year. So as we know, since the rise of Trump 2017, but even going back a little bit before that, there's been this really nasty rise in the far right, or the all right, neo-Nazis happening uh, across North America. And uh, here in so-called Canada, we are not immune to this rise in uh fascism. And so a group of uh, Christian fascists tried to go and disrupt the Pride celebration in Hamilton. When people tried to, when queer folks who were in the Pride celebration tried to defend themselves, they were brutally attacked by these fascists. When the police showed up, they did nothing. 
Interestingly enough, uh, the Pride Festival in Hamilton had asked the police specifically not to come, just like they've been asked to do in uh, in Toronto years before that, because the police are no friends of the queer community. So the police show up, they don't do anything. In fact, they proceed to arrest not only a whole bunch of queer anarchists and queer radicals who were there just trying to defend themselves, but they also arrested Cedar Hoperton and detain her. Cedar Hoperton is a trans anarchist woman uh, who does a lot of organizing in Hamilton and proceeded to keep her in jail for nearly a month. And so it's really awful to see these police attacks against the queer community uh, that are happening in Hamilton. We kind of tend to think, you know, it's 2019, we should be beyond this shit, but sadly we're not. Thankfully and luckily, Cedar is out now and enjoying her freedom. Um, But, you know, the same can't be said of so many people who are fighting for trans freedom all around the world. So I do want to send this out to Cedar and all the Hamilton Pride defenders. And we're going to get back into some more music right now on the Montreal sessions. We're going to hear Jackie Shane. Now, Jackie Shane, maybe just before we play her tune, was a groundbreaking trans artist, a soul singer, originally from Nashville, Tennessee, but had to escape not only the transphobia, but the racism in the Deep South, came up to Toronto in the 1960s and had most of her recording career in Toronto and in Montreal as well, too. She sadly died just in the past year or so, so rest in power to Jackie Shane. But luckily enough, her music was reissued on the Numero label group, just this past uh, in the past couple years and so we're gonna hear one of her hit songs and uh, get into more music from Big Frida some Vampire, some Against Me a whole lot more so don't go anywhere here on CKUT 90.3 FM Here you come again You say that you're my friend But I know why you're here She wants to know how I feel Tell her that I'm happy Tell her that I'm gay Tell her I wouldn't have Any other Now, I think you'd better go right now 
or you might see me cry. But when you see my baby, this is what you say. Tell her I wouldn't have it any other way.
All right, hope you are enjoying your afternoon on this Montreal Sessions. My name is Aaron. Quite a eclectic uh, little mix of music we just ran down there for you, going from some soul to some bounce to hardcore punk. And uh, yeah, just highlighting some amazing trans artists who are putting themselves out there, being loud, being proud, and making changes along the way. Started off with Jackie Shane, Any Other Way, Big Frida, the legend from New Orleans after that with ads everywhere. She was here in Montreal for the Pride Festival last year, playing alongside uh, Princess Nokia for a legendary outdoor free show. After that, from Ottawa, we heard Gloss with Masculine Artifice. Vampire from New York City with Eyes of the Patriarchy. Against Me with Transgender Dysphoria Blues, uh, the title track off of that album. The first album that uh, kind of a huge punk rock band from Gainesville, Florida, that they put out after uh, Laura Jane Grace, their lead singer, came out as trans. And for me, and I think for a lot of their fans too, it was really an album that brought fans back into the fold fans that had maybe accused the band of you know selling out in a way moving away from their grassroots beginnings with songs like baby i'm an anarchist and uh they got pretty big in the early 2000s and you know laura who was uh born tom gable really it might not have been known to all of her fans, but was struggling a lot with uh, her gender identity for, for all that time that the band was putting out their earlier albums. And so when she finally came out in 2012, and then they released that album two years later, it was just like, we are back and we are here in our honest, true skins. And I just love that album and I love Laura Jane Grace for it. And then we finished that set with uh, South African trans artist Nakan, and that song was New Brighton. That's another artist who I discovered through the phenomenal podcast Song Exploder, and they had uh, just an incredible, beautiful, amazing interview with Nakan. So uh, you might want to go back and check that out on Song Exploder from the Radiotopia Network. And uh, yeah, that kind of uh, rounds out that segment of the show. Also want to thank our special guest, Backwash, for joining us. Make sure you check out their new album. It's called Deviancy. We're going to shift gears a little bit and uh, hear some new sounds, but also focus on some new issues, which I think are really extremely important and apropos in this time. And that's, of course, the detention of immigrants and refugees been making headlines in the U.S. So, you know, Trump first separating families at the border, then putting kids in detention centers, then literally rounding migrants up and putting them in concentration camps. There's really no other word. We can't mince words on that. That's exactly what we are. We had that really shocking footage of Vice President Mike Pence just, you know, getting a tour of one of these concentration camps and just looking so glib about it as human beings are packed into these cages like sardines. Disgusting. So uh, we're going to hear some tunes looking at, uh, you know, basically that situation, like how we continue to lock up migrants. Again, not only in the States, but right here in Canada 
in Montreal and Laval, just north of us, they want to build a new immigration detention center. So we got to stop that. We got to shut it down. You can look to groups like um, Solidarity Cross Borders here locally who are trying to fight against these efforts to open up new detention centers uh, south of the border. There's just so many amazing groups doing incredible anti-border work all across the country. One of those bands that really embodies that spirit of music across borders is Las Cafeteras from East LA. So here we go with La Bamba Rebelde.
Alright, so there you go, Las Cafeteras with La Bamba Rebelde and then Rebel Diaz from Chicago and the Bronx with Free the Children, a brand new single of theirs. You've been listening to the Montreal Sessions here on CKUT 90.3 FM. My name is Aaron. Been doing some Rebel Beats here, uh, kind of an homage to the show that I used to do here at CKUT under that name, The Rebel Beat. You want to check out past episodes of that show or subscribe to the podcast, head on over to rebelbeatradio.com. I'm going to be curating the Montreal sessions for the rest of August, so I'll be right back here next Tuesday, August 20th from 3 to 5 p.m. and the Tuesday after that, bringing you great interviews and music to change minds, move hearts, and get you all in the streets. We'll leave you with one more with the Soul Jazz Orchestra from Ottawa with something that we all need to do. This is General Strike. Hope you enjoy.
Yeah.